Praise God. Can we have this song? Oh, come, all ye people. And let's sing a carol song unto the Lord before we have our seat. Can you get the song? Hallelujah. Oh, come, all ye people. Right? Can you get it for us? Amen. It's good to just be in the atmosphere of Carol, right? <laughs> Are we there? Is it coming? Oh, come, Oh, uh-huh. 
Yes, Lord, we are here to worship you, to adore you, to honor you, to give you praise, to exalt your name. So for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Lord, we worship you for your wonderful work in our life. We bless you, Lord, for being our counselor. We thank you for your being a mighty God. Thank you for proving yourself as the Almighty. Thank you for being our true father. Thank you for being not our temporary father, but everlasting father. Thank you for being our peace. Thank you for being our peace. Thank you for the gift of Christ. We give you praise. Where would we, we have been if Jesus refused to come? <laughs> the devil will laugh. Destroy our life. Will have been at the mercy of the devil. But because Christ came, we have victory. We have victory. We have victory. Lord, we give you praise. We exhort you, we worship you. Thank you for coming to this world to be born like us. In order for you to save us. Lord, we thank you. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Thank you, blessed Redeemer. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Please turn to your neighbor, to the right, to the left, say Merry Christmas. And tell him a happy celebration of love. Tell him happy celebration of love. Amen. Then you can please take your seat. Yes, sir. Praise God. Indeed, we are the celebration of love. To me, Christmas is all about celebration of what? This is our own Valentine's Day. Are you with me? This is our what? So how many of you have you have a gift of uh, flowers for Jesus this morning? Amen. How many of you are ready to take Jesus for dinner tonight? Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Indeed, this is celebration of love. Because the Bible says, In John 3.16, that's going to be our text. For God so loved the world. Not that he's loving it now. The Bible says in 1 John 4.8, that God is love. So everything about our God is what? Love. John 3.16, for God so loved the world... That he did something. And what did he do? 
he gave. And what did he give? Anything, anyhow, he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I want to bow your head and just say, Lord, thank you for the gift of Jesus. Bow your head and pray that prayer. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you for the gift of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We're going to be discussing briefly, our time is fast spent. Show your love. That's what we have tied to the message. As long as God will allow us to take it this morning. Show your love. By the way, the offering we gave this morning is benevolence offering. And that is the essence of this season. It's a gift of love to people that are in need. Amidst us and even outside the church. Show your love. In other words, demonstrate your love. For God so loved and he confessed. Is that what the Bible said? For God so loved and he fought his hand. For God so loved and he demonstrated it by giving his precious son, Jesus. And Jesus himself willingly accepted. Said, Who is going to go for us? Said, there was nobody worthy until the son appeared. Say, I am ready to go and save the people I created myself. So Jesus cooperated with God the Father and he gave himself to be offered for you and her. In John 10, 8, he said, No man take it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. That is Jesus talking. So it was willingly, I was not forced to do it. I gave my life out of the love that I have for you. In Romans 5, 8, say, But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet unlovable, he died for us. While we were slapping him, we were harassing him, spitting on him, yet he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. What a, what a peak of love that Christ showed us in First John 4.19. said, we love him because he first loved us. And you know, even now, despite the fact that it's gone and coming back soon, now the Bible says in Romans 8, 34, he is still making intercession on our behalf. What a love. What a love. That despite all the price he has paid here on heart, he's still right there on the right hand of the Father, still making intercession for us. And I, I'm very sure every day you see the proof of his love 
in your life. So this morning, we're going to be considering if God has shown us this much love, then have you replicated that love back to Him? That's the question we're going to be asking ourselves this morning. We are the one left to show our true love to Him. He has done it beyond any reason. Even the devil knows that he loved us. Look at it. He created every other thing. But when he, he got to the point of creating you and I, he said, Come, let us make man in the image of God. Is that what he said? Say, let us make man in our own image, after our own likeness. What a love that he has for us. Many of us, if you are opportune to do something, or to make someone become something, you will not make them be like you, because you want to be above them. Say, no, how can he be like me? No, he cannot dress like me. But Jesus said, no, I'm going to create create them in my own image, after my own likeness. What a love. So this morning we want to see, are we truly in love with this God? Love is active and not passive. If you are confessing to your wife, I love you, I love you from now till eternity, but you don't show the love. Do you love her? (laughs) Many people, when they even say I love you, when the husband say I love you, it doesn't enter their many of the of women, it doesn't enter their hair again because you are not showing it. Love is action. For God so loved the world and he gave. If he refused to give, nobody can query him. Do you know? But because of his love, he gave. Your expression of love is not complete until you demonstrate it by action. In John fourteen fifteen, John fourteen fifteen, if ye love me, keep my commandment. If you are confessing that you love me and you sing this I love you more than anything. I love you. But God is saying, do you keep my commandment? What is then is his commandment. So if you love me, keep my commandment. Let's go to Mark 12, 29 to 31. Mark 12. And Jesus answered him. This is a man that came to Jesus. I said, go and keep all the law. He said, all the Ten Commandments. I kept all of them. I have no problem with keeping the law. I don't hate people. I don't serve true gods. I honor my father and my mother. I don't take another man's wife. I don't convert anybody. But look at what Jesus said. And Jesus answered him. When he said, the first of all the commandments is here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. 
And thou shalt love the Lord thy God. And this is where I want us to focus on. So what is the greatest of the law? What are we talking about? Am I ready for this trip? Am I truly walking the way you want me to walk? Say, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Say one. With all thy soul. Two. With all thy mind. Three. And with all thy strength. This is the fourth commandment. If you love me, keep my commandments. When you go to the message translation of the Bible, you, you feel that better. It says, so love, Mark twelve thirty from the message Bible. It says, so love the Lord God with all your passion. That's talking about your heart. With every zeal, enthusiasm in you. Every couple here, you know the peak of the passion that you and your wife have. Is that how you passionately love God? Say love with all your passion and prayer. That is talking about your soul. You know, when you pray unto God, it's a time you express yourself to Him. That is when you are loving Him with your soul, praying unto God. And instead, an intelligence that is with all your mind, your thinking, and your strength. You see something there? In message, it said your energy. So it starts from your passion, your expression, your thinking, and what is the ultimate? Your action. Your energy, your strength. So this morning, do you really love God? If you love Him, how do you demonstrate that love? What have you given back to Him that you can show? God, see, I've shown my love. How do you prove? What are the evidence that you truly love God? In love you, He gave His Son. What have you given back to Him? Now, I will not be able to finish this series as much as I can do. When you get home, you go and Google these five love languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. And I will encourage every couple to do this 15 minute exercise if you have not done it. Just put on your Google search engine five love languages. Five love languages. It's a book written by a pastor who is a marriage counselor. It is in North Carolina, yeah. He invented these five love languages, how couples communicate with one another. And he said, out of these five, Every one of us, you have your primary, or call it dominant now, way of communicating love with the other partner. And he said, this is one of the things that is causing friction in marriages. If your spouse, the best way you could accept love or feel you are loving him is one, 
I'm going to be giving you the five. But you are not expecting me the order. There will be friction in marriage. But if the two of you can do your exercise separately and you share. And you know I have to do it earlier this week. I, I did it. And I said my wife should do it. And we share. And I discovered that one of the areas that... I will not tell you the one. <laughs> but I know I'm still begging God, please help me to be able to improve in this. I discovered that was the, the one my wife loved most. I said, eh, God, you have arrested me. <laughs> and God is helping me to be able to do better on that. So I encourage you, please. Now, the man look at it from the angle of couples. How you share love with one another. But I've decided to look at it. How do we demonstrate our love back to God with these same five languages of love? Which means God expects us to demonstrate our love to Him, to show our love to Him in this way. Number one, love language. Exchange of gifts. In terms of couples, we are talking of people that love to receive gifts, irrespective of the value. I'm talking of couple now. Some women, some men, they just love to receive gifts. When you give them gifts, then you are telling them, I love you. You don't need to say it. Just hand over gifts. Give them a surprise Dinner is surprises. Then you are what? Communicating love to them. And what of our God? God wants you to give your life unto Him. In Matthew sixteen twenty-five to twenty-six, for whosoever will save his life shall what? Lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So the first thing God expects from you is for you to surrender your life to him. If you are here, you are not born again. Your celebration of love, your Christmas celebration has not started. And that's the truth. Of everything, except for God so loved the world that he gave, that whosoever believes should not perish. So God expects you to express your love to him by giving your life to him. Ephesians 5 1 to 2. I read from New Translation, Ephesians 5 1 to 2. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. You see that? Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are His dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered Himself as a sacrifice for us. A pleasing aroma to God. So God is asking you today, have you given your life to me? Remember, He gave the life to you in the first place. 
Are you still holding onto your life? Or you only gave part of your life? When you are in church, you behave like angel. But when you are outside, so this is my territory. Express your love to Him by giving your life to Him completely, absolutely, without any reservation. Number two way of exchanging love, of expressing your love to God by gift, is to give your resources. Your money, your house, your car, your properties. In John 3.27, John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except it be given from heaven. So why do you find it difficult to give it back to him? The way of us behave like children, who we have, of course. When you give a child something, and you tell that child, can you share that bread with me? What will he do? Say no. Whatever God has given you belongs to him. Give it to him freely. Then he will know you truly love him. You must be prepared to go through his test of love. If you want to know what that means, go and ask Abraham. A man waited for a child for 25 years. And at the age of 100, God a child. God did not say, give me Ishmael. He didn't say, give me one of your slaves. He didn't even say, give me your wife. Because you know the wife is old already. <laughs> he said what? Give me your Isaac. That precious song. That very one that I know you love. God is coming for your Isaac. And it's a test. But remember, Abraham actually killed that boy. Where? In his love expression to God. He already killed the boy. Not because Abraham did anything, but because of his love. He said, you gave it to me. Why will I hold it from you? This is him. Take In Mark 10, 21, we saw the case of the rich man. We know that story. Then Jesus behold him, loved him. Oh, this was the story I was saying before. He said, everything, I've done everything since I was young. I've, given, I've been keeping the law. I've been doing everything. One thing lacketh thou. Look at what Jesus said to him. Sell whatsoever thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasures in heaven. And come and take up your cross and follow me. But this man said, eh? I should sell that car. I should sell that house. I should sell that house that I just commissioned. No. God, I still love my houses more than you. You can keep yourself. Jesus said, sell all these things and you have treasures in heaven. This one was only concerned about treasures on earth that we perish. Now many of us, we can, including me, we can easily condemn that, that man. If you are to be you today, God said, sell everything you have, including your property in India, in Nigeria, everything. Leave your job and go to Afghanistan. What will you say? You declare 10 days fasting and pray. Say, God, you have to change your mind. <laughs> Praise God. Do you love him? And that's the truth. 
Jesus said, if you truly, yes, you truly want to show you love me, go and sell all that you have. Then come and follow me, that we know you truly love me. He's coming to test you, like he tested Abraham. Are you prepared to demonstrate your love to him? Or probably he has tested you many times, and when your resource card come, repeat. There are some people here, God has tested you many times with ordinary money, your offering. God says, give everything your purse to me. Say, God, let's discuss. <laughs> he has tested you many times. What was your scorecard? You know it. Repeat. Repeat. But in the case of Abraham, it was past. And the Bible says, and the Lord blessed Abraham. Number three, give your talents, your gifts, use them for him. We know that story of the man in Matthew 25. Let me go, go ahead because of our time. So, number one, we have said gift exchange. Number two, love language, word of affirmation. Word of affirmation, confirmation, appreciation, you can call it that. In the case of couple now, some people, they don't want you to give them anything. They don't care whatever you have. Just tell them their pet name. I love you, baby. You are the best thing that ever happened to me. You are the chocolate in my heart. <laughs> Praise God. Without you, I cannot survive. <laughs> Praise God. But do you know your God wants you to say that to Him? God wants you to say that to Him. God wants you to offer to Him quality praise, quality thanksgiving, quality out of appreciation. He longed to see. Remember that story in Luke. Jesus said, we, it was ten lepers that time said they should go and show themselves to the priest. But when they were healed, only one came. We are at the remaining nine. God wants you to thank him, to appreciate him, to tell him of his works. Say, you understand? No, he wants to hear you, just like I'm sure every woman here have that gift. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. You want to hear, I love you. You must say it. I want to hear it. How am I looking? How many, how many of our sisters today, before you left your house, you asked your husband, baby, how am I looking? Be sincere. <laughs> you asked your husband. Don't shine. Now your husband is looking at you. <laughs> but I know you love it. You love somebody to tell you you are looking beautiful. You are looking wonderful. The same way your God wanted to say to him. Psalm 116, verse 17. Say, I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving, and I will call upon the name of the Lord. Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Give God the only food that he eats. And that is thanksgiving and praise. In Psalm 50, verse 9 to 14. When you read it, it says, if I were hungry, that's verse 12 now, I would not tell thee, 
For the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the, ball, the blood of goats? Offer unto God thanksgiving. Our God asks no, he doesn't eat biryani. You go and get the cake from uh, White House. The cake they make in White House. And you bring it, God, please take my cake. Your cake will rot in, you just put it there. But what he wants to eat from you is what? Act of thanksgiving. Appreciate it. You tell him his name. Let me show you this. In Psalm 105, verse 1. It says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. How do you do that? You go and begin, and you are worshipping God, you are praising Him. Say, Lord, you are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are, this, you are sweeter than the unicorn. You are sweeter than anything. You are the lover of my soul. You are the owner of my life. You are the Jehovah Jireh. You are the Jehovah Nisi. You are the Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Elohim. You are everything to me. God wants to hear that when you praise Him. He wants to hear it when you worship Him. He loves to hear it. In my place, a smart woman should know what we call the oriki of the husband. When you want to get something good from your husband, then you position yourself. What you know he loves, you say it. One man said, <laughs> I don't have time today. He said, the, the wife came to him and said, oh, my husband, you are this, you are that. When everybody goes to farm, Everybody's farm was like this. But your own farm is as big as this. And the man has swear. What do you want? <laughs> Praise God. All of you, you know what you do to your spouse that will make him to, to compromise quickly. Your God wants you to say sweet words unto him. Praise God. Go and have Solomon. In 1 Kings 3, 3. Say, and Solomon loved the Lord. It was out of love Solomon gave that gift. It's not about the gift. It's about the heart. He gave what any man has never given before. And God appeared. Say, Solomon, take this blank check. The Bible says, Anna praised the Lord after she fulfilled a vow of surrendering Samuel. And the Bible says, And the Lord visited Anna and gave him three boys and two girls. A woman that was declared barren for years because he showed God an act of thanksgiving. He praised God, or she praised God. David danced in Second Samuel 6. He danced before God uncontrollably. That's why I pity many of you when you are dancing, you are looking at your neighbor so that they will not say, I'm not uh, dignified. You want to show yourself that you are a gentleman, gentle boy. <laughs> Before your God. The way you dance in your room, you dance anyhow. If you do it anyhow, you, there's nothing stopping you from doing it here. God is not angry with you when you praise Him anyhow. Are you with me? When your boy and your girl, when they are playing, they are jumping up and down. What do you do? Your heart rejoice. Is that correct? When you see your boy jumping around, around, and they surround you, they are playing. 
say, God, I thank you. God wants to see you do that for him too. You rejoice uncontrollably. If you see a man that has not eaten for 20 days, all of a sudden, you give him a, a bowl of biryani. What do you see on the face of that man? You don't need to have gift of vision to know this man is what? Happy. Praise God. Number three, gifts. Wherever we stop today, you go and do the rest. Number three, way of communicating your love to God, quality time. Quality time together with your couple. I know if every woman have their way, they will say they should be giving all husband four hours minimum per day out of their work time just to stay at home. Just to be around them. Some, that is their way of communicating their love. You just, be, you just hang around them. They don't want you to do anything. Just stay around them. Be gisting, be telling stories. By the way, every man here, you should learn to listen. Even when the story is not sweet, what do you do? Pretend you are... <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And your God wants that too. Spending personal, regular, quality time in prayer, in study of the Word of God, in meditation. God longs to see you do that as you show your love to Him. But do you do it? First Thessalonians 5.17 says, Pray without ceasing. Who do you pray to? Who do you pray to? So which means he wants, God wants to be hearing you communicating with Him. It's not happy when you are distracted. It's not. How many of you here you are talking to your spouse and you see him do this. What happened? Let's be sincere. You are discussing crucial issue with your spouse. I say, dear, how are you? How are you? How do you feel? You feel he doesn't even care about me. But do you know when you are communicating with this God, you are playing with your phone in the church? Do you love him? You're receiving a call. Hello, hello. God, you can wait. Wait, God. Wait, God. Business first. And you say you love him. God is not happy with you and I. I do it too. And I pray God will help you to overcome it. In my house, phone is ringing. I'm praying. Sorry. Whoever is calling, you call later. We have turned our phone to a point of intrusion in our love communication with God. You are praying for this ringing, you are picking it. Do you love God? God is not happy when you do it to Him. What you can't do to your spouse, and your spouse will spark anyhow. But you are doing it to Jesus. Do you truly love Him? How many hours do you spend with God? In the place of prayer, in the place of studying the Word of God. But you can afford to watch cricket for three hours. If I had cricket is played for days, not only one like football. <laughs> and you are ready to monitor when is the next game. 
When is the next game? You have the record. But when it's time to come to church, once it is two hours on Friday, you're already feeling uncomfortable. You even came late 30 minutes late. But if pastor should spend two additional one minute, say, oh, this pastor is not timely. This pastor is not time conscious. But you came to church 30 minutes late. You can't spend quality time and be in the service. Do you love him? The time you have belongs to him. Do you share with him? Number four, acts of service. Acts of service. That's number four, where you communicate your love with God. Acts of service. For this type of people in marriage, they don't want you to give them gifts or to tell them what. All they want is, just work for me. What I want to get done, you do it. Once you do it, colors. Majority of men were like that. And of course, every woman here, you like your husband to come early in the morning, sneak to the, to the kitchen, make you a tea. And as you are waking up, you see a tea beside your bed. Two of us. You wish your husband would just come and be doing that thing with you in the kitchen. <laughs> Praise God. I was telling some people, my wife, my wife, cooking is like drinking water. And look at this woman. This woman just cook, even when she's tired. But when it's time to cooking, wow. He just do it stresslessly. And I know every woman loves to have that. That your spouse come with you and share that moment that you love. Anything you love, what do you want your spouse to do? Share that moment with you. The same thing your God. Your time. You need to use it to serve Him. You need to use everything at your disposal just to serve Him. Create room to let Him know that God, I just appreciate you. Whatever you want to do with my life, anything you want, anything that is available for me to be in church, I am ready to do it. It is time to win souls for Christ. I want to serve you. And that, I'm asking you that question now. What is your turnover to God this year? How many souls have you won? So I gave God 10 billion riyadh this year. Yes, that is good. The truth is, when you do that, it may only, probably God will see, yes, you have given some, one offering. But the Bible says, when you give a soul to Him, you start being winning souls. What happened in heaven? Let's rejoice. So a smart lover, what will he do? He will serve God by giving soul. Preaching the gospel. So that I will be rejoicing in heaven. Your lover will rejoice. The lover of your soul will rejoice with the angels in heaven. And the whole attention in heaven will be on you. You love to have that, but you preach the gospel. Do you serve him? Deuteronomy 10, 12. You read it when you get home. Luke sixteen thirteen. In First John four twenty, if a man says, "I love God and hated his brother," he is a liar. For he that loveth God, loveth not his brother 
whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Another way to serve God is by giving to people. Let me just read it for us. Jesus said this in Matthew 25, 42-45. For I was an hungry, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. Matthew 25, 42-45. I was a stranger, and ye took me on him. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered, or a task, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee. Look at what Jesus said in verse 45. Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, In so much as you did it unto one of this least, you have done it unto me. The second law says, Love your neighbor like what? Yourself. That's the way you serve God. In actual fact, if you want to serve, you want to look at what some people do to you, it's not physically possible for you to love them. But you love them because you love God. Because as you are showing love to them, even though they are doing what you don't like, who are you truly serving? God. Because you said, if you love me, keep my commandment. Show love to your neighbor. And with your neighbor, any man in this world, no matter how lovable or unlovable he or she is. Then let's see the final one. Physical touch. The final way to communicate love. Physical touch. I miss couples. Many women here, many couples, let me not be focused on women alone. They are not the only one that that's truly love. Now, many couples just like to see their, their spouse hold them in the public. I've seen that. That's the way they communicate their love. That you just show them that you love them. They are ready to put your, their hand, hug you in the public. That's the, their whole way of communicating their love. And if you don't do it, you're already hurting them. The same way you're God. I will show you this. God loves your intimate relationship with Him. In the place of your worship. God wants you to worship him to the point that you feel his physical presence. If you have not experienced that, then you need to change the level of your worship of God. You worship him to the point that you are even crying uncontrollably. You can't explain, but you are crying. It's not a cry of bitterness. But God, you are so wonderful. You worship him to the point that you see your head swerve. How many of us have experienced that? In the place of worship. That's what we call touching God. That is what the physical connection you have with God. Do you do that? Or your worship and just God, you are wonderful. God, you are glorious. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And you go. He wants to see you worship Him intimately. And the three ways you can easily touch God, for people that communicate with this type of love, they touch God by worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. The whole of your heart, your thought, everything is lost in the worship. 
You are not thinking of any other thing. You don't care about who is on your right or your left. You are just focusing on God. That is why it is good when you worship God, close your eyes. When of course you are worshiping God, you are looking at this. You will be distracted. You want to worship God in spirit and in truth, close your eyes, let it be between you. Don't bother about anybody there or they are not there. Then you will be able to connect with heaven. You worship Him with your hands lifted up. And you see that God, even this hand, you gave it to me, I want to use to touch you. Look at what God said. Let me show you this so that you, you, have, you know that it's good for you to do that. In Isaiah 49, verse 15 and 17, verse 16, it said, Behold, this is God talking, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. In other words, you are continually in the hand of God. You see how close God holds is holding you. But how is your worship time? Your best time to connect with God. Number three, where how you can touch God is by bowing on your knees when you worship. In Psalm 95 verse 6, Oh come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker. Those are where you connect with God in communicating your love to Him. Worshiping in spirit and in truth, lifting up holy hands, that is in Psalm 141, verse 2. That is expressing your love, you lift your holy hands unto Him. And number three, bow down on your knees. Now let's wrap this up. Now I told you that God says you, He holds you in the palm of his hand. But you know what that means? <laughs> when you commit sin, what happens? You fall off. When you commit sin, what happens? You fall off his hand. You know why? The Bible says the hearts of the Lord cannot build what? Iniquity. It doesn't need to remove you. you ought, the moment sin is coming, you automatically drop off. Because sin, it is not possible for sin to be in the hands of God. That is why you must be careful. Each time you commit sin, what have you done? You are hurting the love relationship between you and God. Habakkuk 1.13 Thou art of a purer heart than to behold evil, and canst not look to iniquity. James 4.8 Draw now unto God, and it will draw now unto thee. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your heart, and ye double-minded. Psalm 24, verse 3 to 4. Who shall attend, ascend into the hills of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has what? A clean hand, and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. Let's rest on our faith. Our time is gone. So do you love God this morning? Are you ready to give your quality offering, talents, resources to Him? Are you ready to worship Him by your word of affirmation, appreciation? Are you ready to give Him your quality time in prayer, in studying His word, in meditation? Are you ready to offer Him acts of service in witnesses for him, 
in working in the church ministry to others. And are you ready to touch God with your intimate worship? I want to go ahead and say, Lord, grant me the grace to truly demonstrate my love to you. Go ahead and pray that prayer. Lord, grant me the grace to truly demonstrate my love unto you. And probably somebody as you are praying that prayer, you, are, you want to be sincere with yourself. You know you are not born again and you are here. The first thing you need to do is to surrender yourself unto him. We are still praying that prayer. If you are born again, go ahead and pray that prayer. But from peace, someone is here, you want to be sincere with God. That my way is not right with God. I am not living a life that shows that I truly love God. Or you are in a backsliding position. I want to pray with you. You are here, you are not born again, please raise up your hand. Or you are born again before, but you fell, you fell out of grace. I want you to please raise your hand. Is anybody here? You want to surrender your life unto Jesus. This is the best time for you to do it. This is your gift of love to Him. That God has surrendered my life unto you. Anybody? If there's nobody, then let's go ahead and say, Lord, please grant me the grace to truly love you. Grant me the grace to truly demonstrate my love for you. Just continue to remain in an attitude of prayer as you thank the Lord for this day. The Bible says, John 3.16 For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave. That's the way it starts. Christmas is not about the decorations you see. Christmas is not about that cake you're going to eat. Christmas is not about the new clothes you're wearing. Christmas is not about just greeting each other. Christmas has two absolute components in it. Number one is love. Because God so loved the world. And number two is give. Can you give of yourself? How much of yourself can you give? Tell God. Talk to God. Talk to God. It's between you and God. You need to thank the Lord because 2,000 years back, God came with a plan. And that plan started on Christmas Day. He had to be born. We celebrate that as Christmas. But for you and I to be saved, he had to hang on that cross. But for the cross to, to take place, there had to be a birth. Just thank the Lord. Just say, thank you, Lord. You've heard what you need to do. You've heard that God is love. You need to communicate with him. You need to talk to him. Father God, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, Father. Because 2,000 years back, you decided that the time had come that your creation could do nothing by himself or herself. And you decided that you needed to take a step forward. And so you came. You came to die 
you came to die so that I might live. And that I might live joyfully, eternally, in your presence. Father God, we want to say thank you right now, Lord. We want to say thank you as we want to remember what this day is all about, Lord. We want to remember what you did, why you did it, because you did not want us to perish. You did not want any of us to perish. But you said, I want them to live. I want them to be in communion with me. I want them to be in my presence. After all, every one of these people I have created in my image, I don't want them to be lost. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you took that stance on that day, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, Father, that we have this privilege of joining together as brothers and sisters, appreciating all that you are to us and all that you have done for us, Lord, Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that even as we step out with the joy in our hearts that you put in, Lord, Father, we will show this morning world, Lord, Father. We will show this tired world. We will show this frustrated world that there is life in us because you are in us. It's not about other things, but your presence is what puts that joy in our face, Lord. Father God, I pray, Lord, that every one of us will have that in our face this morning, Lord. Not just this day, but we shall continue with it. We thank you, Lord. We commit every one of us into your hands. We thank you, Lord, for the people you have used this day, Lord. Our brothers and sisters, we thank you for your servant through whom you brought your word, Lord. And we pray, Lord, that you continue to speak to us. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we share the grace, a couple of announcements to mention. Uh, it's for the next 48 hours. This is like the weather report. Uh, this evening, remember, we have the Thanksgiving service at 10.30 p.m. in this hall. So please make sure that you are here at 10.30 p.m. this evening. Uh, tomorrow morning is our regular service, 12 noon. And starting tomorrow is a week of fasting, uh, mandatory for leaders, but we request the church to join in in this time of fasting as we step into a new year. And we want to step into a new year victoriously. And therefore we are going to have a time of fasting from the 26th of December till the 31st of December. Um, in relation to that fasting, we will also be having the whole church meeting together on Saturday for prayer from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. This is the uh, we have a standard time where we meet on 4 to, 4 to 5.30 p.m. on Saturdays. But this 27th, it's open for the whole church. So please do make yourself available to join in corporate prayer on 27th. Right? Those are the three announcements for the next couple of days. You'll hear more announcements tomorrow. Shall we share the grace? May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Merry Christmas to every one of you. Go out with the joy of the Lord. It's the time to be merry. 
It's a time to be happy. And please don't miss out the little goodies that's kept outside. God bless you all. <laughs>